Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the Bulls as they started their famous circus trip last week. Currently 2-2 two and two on the trip, beating the Clippers and, and Lakers back-to-back nights on Sunday and Monday, which hasn't been done in over a decade. Uh, so going into L.A. hot. Uh Unfortunately, losing to the Blazers last night in Portland, uh, up by 24 points. Dame Dollar came to play at the end, what he always does. Uh, so the Bulls ultimately losing that game. Uh, but it's all right. Currently 2-2 two and two on the trip. We got one more game in Denver tomorrow. Uh, so lots to talk about about the streaking Bulls. Uh, Bulls are still back. We, we ain't worried. Uh, we love our Bulls. Um, and then we're going to begin into also some NFL as Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs are back. Uh, it's weird to even say that they're back, but everyone was starting to doubt them. Are they frauds? Uh, but Patty Mahomes showing the world on Sunday night in L.A. why they still are the team to beat in the AFC. Um, so we get down to business in the NFL. And, of course, we have the Fickner Cup Fantasy Podcast. Uh, it's, do or tie, it's do or die time in Fickland. Who's going to survive? Who's going to make it to the Fick Cup playoffs? Lots to talk about in fantasy football today. Let's get after it. So let's dive into some Bulls right off the bat. Uh, I know it's what the crowd wants. I know it's what the people want is some Bulls basketball. Riddle talking about the Bulls. A little Stacey King magic. It's so much fun when the Bulls are good. So much more to talk about. So much, you know, there's no more fake enthusiasm or rants about the Bulls. It's Bulls are back. They're here to stay. And they mean business. Steve Nash coming out the other day and saying that the Nets weren't in the same category as the Warriors, Bucks, and the Bulls. He put the Bulls in that category of teams to beat this year. Um, so it's just unbelievable, just like that, you know, with the additions of DeRozan, Lonzo, Caruso, the Bulls are back. The Bulls are fucking back. Despite losing to Portland last night, yeah, it was a painful loss. It was our first heartbreak loss of the season. That's going to happen. Portland is, an, you know, we always have problems playing in Portland, but it's not just the Bulls. Everybody struggles in Portland. The Blazers are an unbelievable home team. Uh, and the Bulls were actually underdogs last night, plus 140. Um, so to be up by that much and blow it, it hurts. But we were up by that much. So that means, you know, it's a different Bulls team this year. You know, there was concern down the stretch. You know, I wasn't liking the the shot selections um, by DeRozan and Levine. Levine actually had a wide open three for the tie at the end. But it's sad that it had to come to that. Uh, DeRozan kind of had, you know, he had a very shaky possession where he was trying to make things happen. Uh, actually tried to pull a, a Kyrie Irving dribbling. You know, he fell to the ground, dribbled back up, and then kind of forced a shot. Uh, pretty ugly possession there. Um, but you know what? The, the Bulls haven't had that happen to them yet. Uh, it's probably a good learning experience for them, you know, having a team come back like that because they need to know how to close out games uh, when a team is surging. And it's definitely not going to be the last time a team uh, is going to be coming back like that. So, yeah, a disappointing loss. No one likes to lose. Uh, but ultimately, more positives than negatives from this road trip so far. Beating the Clippers and Lakers handily on Sunday and Monday. Uh, 
the Clippers, yeah, another team with a winning streak playing the Bulls, streak busters, uh, seven-game win streak, Bulls take them down, go into L.A. Monday, dismantle the Lakers, just as we thought, um, and now we have, you know, Denver tomorrow. It's going to be, you know, another tough game in Denver. Denver's been playing well with or without Jokic, but Jokic will be there tomorrow, um, so it definitely will be a mismatch for the undersized Bulls, which I'm without Vucevic. So that's also the thing, you know, Bulls haven't had Nikola Vucevic this whole road trip, uh, and they're mustering out wins without him. You know, yeah, they're definitely, you know, they need him back for size uh, and his skill ability, but it's been good to see the Bulls playing, you know, good basketball even without their star center. Um, so, yeah, next man up mentality for the Bulls. Uh, and it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting how to see, you know, how they close this road trip out. Uh, another game uh, on Sunday against the Knicks, which would be tough. Another home game is the Knicks lost to the Knicks the first time around. Uh, but we'll see if the Bulls can come back from that. But it's been kind of a, you know, you know we, we're all talking about, you know, all this daunting road trip. It's almost over, guys. It's almost over. You know, we still have another one this year. But, you know, the fact that the Bulls are taking care of business now just means that, you know, all the more confidence that we have in them down the stretch of the season. And it's just been, you know, seeing them play as a unit. I mean, obviously led by Levine and DeRozan. Uh, but you guys like, you know, Caruso, who's a fan favorite coming off the bench, that's just been, you know, being a pest for all these, these players. You got Derek Jones Jr., Coming off the bench, it's been awesome. You know, he stretched out the floor. He's great physical presence inside. Can shoot a little bit. Has some touch. Uh, so the Bulls have, you know, a little Bradley action. Tony Bradley, big boy inside. Can do all the dirty work for you. So the Bulls have pieces that aren't just DeRozan and Levine. Uh, and Lonzo, and speaking of Lonzo, Lonzo, you know, shooting his career best f- f- three-point percentage this year. Up in the 40s. Um, he, he's been a pleasant surprise. I wasn't, you know, not going to lie. When Lonzo was coming, I wasn't super high on him. You know, I wasn't down on him, but I, I didn't know what he'd bring to the table, obviously, with Lonzo, with the Drades uh, and Braids. I, I, I said Drades, but I meant Braids, also Drades. Um, no more Afro for Lonzo. Plays way better with his hair curled up. So keep that hairstyle, Lonzo. Uh, but I love what Billy Donovan's doing as head coach right now, too. Uh, the minutes he's giving to certain players, you know, like the the – the lineups he's creating, it's its smooth basketball from the Bulls. Lots of good basketball to come, despite the loss last night. We love you, Bulls. Keep it rolling in Denver tomorrow. So I want to dive into some NFL, specifically some Kansas City Chiefs. We don't talk a lot about the Chiefs on this podcast. Hasn't been a lot to talk about in general with the Chiefs because they've just been not very good this year. Their defense has been a letdown. Holmes has been shaky. Uh, but here they are now. Won four in a row, are now 6-4 and four on top of... Uh, their division with the big win over the Raiders on Sunday blew them out in L- in L.A. or Vegas, I should say. Uh, I thought Vegas was going to get it done. Wasn't able to. Um, and the Chiefs look good. You know, Mahomes was making those off-balance throws. Uh, that one throw to Daryl Williams in the end zone was sick. Uh, you know, like a 40-yard heave on one foot. Uh, but here's going to be the real test. is coming up against Dallas uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's just a game where it's a lot of offense. And it basically comes down to who's going to be able to hold the other team to a field goal um, down the stretch. Um, but also, you know, who doesn't make, you know, the dumb turnovers. Uh, so will will the Chiefs D show up on Sunday against Dallas? It's going to be a hell of a game, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Dallas is ready for this one, too. They've definitely had this circle on their schedule. Uh, so a primetime game. Uh, it, it's hard for me to make a pick with this game. Uh, you know, I want to say Dallas... Because they've been, you know, so good this year. 
Uh, and I, I think I'm going to stick with Dallas. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, now that the Chiefs are back, they have expectations again, I think the Chiefs are going to flounder just a little bit. You know, I think it's going to be an unbelievable game. I don't think the Chiefs are going to play bad. Uh, but it's going to be a shootout. Uh, and, and I see Dallas winning the shootout. Bang, 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 bang. Just, that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be a hell of a fight. But Dallas has been playing well all season besides that one game for the Broncos. Um, made it up last week against Atlanta. Uh, I'm taking Dallas in this one. But I think the Chiefs are definitely back. I think the Chiefs have a chance to, you know, to make a run at this thing again this year. Uh, you know, you can never count Mahomes out. He's one of those guys, it doesn't matter how their team is doing, you get Mahomes in the playoffs, he just has them, you know, has that that figure where it's like, I don't want to play Mahomes. Uh, so you can never count the Chiefs out ever, because as soon as you do, I mean, they want everyone to count them out. They don't give a shit about what we think uh, they'll end up at the end of the season. So Chiefs are definitely back, but not this week against Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. Uh, but watch out for the Chiefs down the stretch. They're just starting to get things started down in Kansas City. Riddle's Rant of the Week. Bang, bang, what's the hang? My Riddle's Rant of the Week. I'm taking it to my main man, Fred Hoiberg, the Nebraska basketball head coach, really screwing us over the other day. Uh, me and Cough Daddy, Cough Daddy for three Took the unders of Creighton, Nebraska. Disgusting. Disgusting. We were confident. 145 and a half. That's a lot of points. Um, we liked where we were at. Um, Nebraska down 12 with a minute left. I think the total is at like 139 or so. And, you know, just let, you know, they, they, they just bricked one. They're not going to win. What do they do? Foul. Creighton misses the front end of a one and one. Nebraska goes down again, misses again. Do you think with 50 seconds left, okay, they're gonna foul? Oh, they're not gonna foul. They're gonna lay back. Nope, another foul, another miss with the front end of a one and one for Creighton. That's almost hurting the under at this point because now Nebraska goes back down. Surely this time, if they miss, they're not gonna foul, which I believe they weren't. Drains a contested fadeaway three. Of course, only down seven now. A foul again. You know what happens. Over under goes to 146. We lose by a half point. All thanks to our fucking ex-Bulls coach, Fred Hoiberg. He's just a fucking try-hard. He's a try-hard, never-gives-up mentality. Well, you know what? He lost us money, Fred. He lost us money. Chief or Spotlight of the Week. The G4 spot of the week, it's going to the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry and the Warriors are just unstoppable. They go to Brooklyn the other day, underdogs, plus given three points, uh, just disrespectful, blow out the Nets by over 20. You got Steph Curry shimmying down the court. And let's be let's be real, folks. This is without Klay Thompson. You know, arguably the second, well, not arguably, the best second, you know, the best other best player on the team besides... Steph, and what are they going to do with the lineup with Jordan Poole playing like an all-star this year? You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but that's a good problem to have. The Warriors are just like they were in 2015, winning with ease, you know, winning, you know, losing two games on the season so far. I mean, they're on their way to something special this season. Hopefully, it's the Bulls meeting them on the other side in the finals. Well, that's a long way away. I'm not going to talk about that today, but hats off to the Warriors for really surprising everybody this year. Um, but, you know, pretty much having the same team as last year so far. Um, but everyone, you know, and they lost the 
to LeBron and the Lakers the first or like the playing game. But they're back with vengeance this year. Expect the Warriors to make a deep run, especially once Clay returns. My flick of the week this week. I'm taking it to tennis. Uh, the Marty Fish documentary called Untold Breaking Point on Netflix might have been one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. That probably, that's probably just because I'm really into tennis and I know exactly what he's going through. Um, not to his level, of course, but this is about uh, a guy who I'm sure most of you guys know who Andy Roddick is, one of the best, uh, maybe the best uh, men's uh, USA player of all time. Uh, up to up for debate, but he's up there, you know, especially during his prime. Marty Fish was like, you know, they're really good friends. He was always like the second guy uh, behind Andy Roddick. They were like, you know, same age, you know, same, you know, grew up together. Um, but, you know, A-Rag took the face of the world, or of the country, I would say, you know, for tennis. But Marty Fish, in his late 20s, decides that he wants to be the best he can be. You know, he still has time. Uh, so he trains, you know, he hires his new trainer. Uh, he devotes his whole life to tennis. And he, he, he ends up being, like, number seven in the world. You know, he's on the Davis Cup team. Um, and he's literally living his dream. But then comes the pressure of maintaining that ranking that now he's, you know, once he's there and, he, you know, everyone's expecting him to do all these great things. It turns out, you know, all this pressure he has, you know, mental health disorder. And so, like, the fact that he's having to deal with that uh, is pretty significant. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, it's not like I'm really spoiling. You can find out all this information. But it just shows the life of Marty Fish, and it's all real. You know, you have Andy Roddick, you know, in a lot of it, you know, talking about how he's so close with Marty, how he really appreciates him. You know, with his work ethic and, you know, the fact that he was able to, you know, come out with his mental health disorders. Uh, and Marty Fish himself, I mean, what a story. I mean, something that he's going to be dealing with the rest of his life. Um, but, you know, tennis is one of those sports, man, where you're all by yourself out there. I feel, you know, I almost I can almost feel nervous watching for him because I know exactly what he feels like. You know, the pressure that you, that you put on yourself to perform at the highest level every time. And it's just you out there. It's just you. Um, yeah, you have your coaches, but you're the only one out on the court. Um, so... You know, either you figure it out or you don't. There's no breaks. Uh, there's no substitution. So, tennis, one of the hardest sports there is, especially mentally. I don't think people understand that. Um, but, loved the documentary. It was only an hour and a half long. Highly recommend it. it. It It'll inspire your life. It will change your life. I guarantee it. My bet of the week is college basketball. We're taking to college basketball tonight. Uh, a little Thursday night action. Uh, a little Ole Miss Running Rebels against the Marquette Golden Eagles, Ole Miss, currently uh, minus three and a half. Kind of a random game. You know, people might think I'm crazy. Marquette just coming off a huge win against top 10 U of I. But that's just why I'm going for it. Let me read you some stats here. Uh, the Rebels, 19-7 against the spread in the last 26 games, following up a straight-up win of more than 20 points. 5-2 uh, and two against the spread in the last seven games, which is a team with a winning straight-up record. Marquette. Three and seven against the spread in their last ten games, following uh, a win where they won against the spread. Um, they're four and ten against the spread in their last fourteen overall, following a straight up win. And they're also three and eight against the spread in their last eleven neutral site games, which is where the game will be playing. It's a neutral site. Um, I like Ole Miss's offense here. Kind of a low key team here, but they were actually pretty good in the SEC last year. Marquette, for whatever reason, I'm sure people will look at oh Marquette plus three and a half. Uh, what a steal. No, I think Marquette's kind of gross. They struggle with their offense, and playing a team with as good of an offense as Ole Miss, I don't think they'll be able to handle them. I don't think, you know, I think it's going to be a little work. You know, you always got to sweat a little bit, but I think Ole Miss pulls away, especially towards the second half. 
I like Ole Miss, three and a half. Take the running Rebels. Run, run, run. Run to the cash. It is now time for the best segment on RMT, the Fickner Fantasy Cup of Champions. We are live. We're live, we're live, we're live. Live at the Riddle Household. We got a new dog, Ziggy, by the way, you know, for all that we're wondering. Uh, Non-fantasy related, but it just brings good juju into the Wilton House. I mean, Cough Daddy and... Saloons, we're, we're, we're trying to surge. A little good luck dog might just what, be what we need to make our playoff push. We'll, time will tell. Ziggy will give us the cards. But Ziggy now has the cards. Ziggy has the cards. You know, he's holding an ace. We're, we're going to win. We're going to win the table. We got black, red, all the colors, green, you name it. The boys are ready to play. And it's it's past the witching hour. It's... It's either you put your balls on the table or you take a gun out and end your life because it is the Fickner playoffs of champions waiting waiting to see who holds the real cards here. Who has the cup? It, the, the cup's currently here. It's currently in the bedroom. Uh, good place to have the cup just in case. Uh, but cup is secure at the Wilton House. Who will have it at the end of the year? It's all anyone cares about. Uh, and we're just going to get right into it. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty a lot of shifting in the power rankings this week, uh, but before we can reveal the power rankings, we must go over the Week 10 matchups, uh, and let's just get right down to it. Let's get down to it. No more beating around the bush. Here we go. And let's start off with myself here. A poor performance uh, put on by the Sukun Saloons, getting wrecked by Dan Fernando's Vegas son, Big Ticket, 133-78. to not having Nick Chubb wasn't the only reason we lost. It just wasn't a good performance uh, by the saloons. Vegas came to play. Vegas was, was on prime time. Uh, he count, He was countering in Vegas. Vegas was playing. Mahomes, Tyreek, game set match. Huge win for Ticket going to 5-5. Five and five. Moving the saloons to 4-6, and six, which means we have more work to do. More work to do for the saloons. We're, and we're ready for the challenge. We have a, you know, a good fourth of our season left. It's, it's do or die time. We know that. Playoffs have started. Uh, we're right there. Going to have a huge rebound this week. Um, but ultimately, got to get countering immediately. Uh, next matchup here we have about that action. Getting destroyed by Tite's Big Sam, 135-90. to 90. A huge statement win for the Sams. Sam, you know... Starting off 4-0, then going to 4-4, four four, now 6-4. He's proving to us that maybe he's not a Fickner Cup loser this year. Um, but still let's do the punishment. we got to figure that out. Hopefully Thanksgiving uh, because the championship will be nullified if he makes it that far. Uh, he will not count. He, he, it will be disqualified if he does not do the punishment before. Uh, that's just been announced. Um, so huge, you know, you know. We will keep you updated on if he gets the punishment done. I'm flying to Philly. Um, but if not, there will be consequences down the stretch, and there will be probably a postseason ban. So more to that, uh, you know, on that story once the playoffs begin. But Sam, for the time being, 6-4, uh, and four, along about that action. So they're right there in the playoff mix. And to get a you know decent seed for, uh, for Tom. Uh, and only time will tell to see where these boys will end up. But huge matchups next week for both of them. Uh, next matchup here we have the commissioner beating down McGee's Human Centipede 
112 to 79. A lot of blowouts this week. A big blowout week, at least for these three matchups. Uh, Nasser moving to three and seven. The commissioner, Luke Boyd, winning his third in a row, uh, proving why he's still at the top uh, at seven and three. Uh, no, no one likes to see the commissioner at the top. I know I hate it, uh, but he's there right now. Uh, and he until someone takes him down, he will be staying put at the number one seed. Um, so the commissioner, Mr. Friday Beers himself, putting in that work. Nasser needs to find that voice in the locker room. I've been talking about it. He still has one last hope, one last push, uh, being 3-7. and seven. Uh, But it, it, it is looking, uh, you know, fringe right now for him to make the playoffs. But he's not scared. He's you know, If there's any guy I trust to make a run, it's Nasser. Um, next matchup here we have the Conundrums taking on MMC. And here's just the MMC win. I, I called the MMC was would get it done this week at home, moving to 5-5. Five and five. It's what he does. He wins two, he loses two. He wins two, he loses two. 106-102 to 102 against Klein Hands, moving Klein Hands to 7-3. and three. Now to the 5-5. Five and five. Dangerous 5-5 five and five team uh, is MMC. They just, you know, they, they know how to get it done. If the boys show up, you don't want any part uh, of, of Fernando. Uh, and he's just doing this thing, and he's bouncing around in the power rankings like he always does, back and forth, back and forth. So another... You know, raise for Nato this week. A huge win for him. Needed to get back on track. Uh, and the last matchup here, we have in-state rivals here. The Krusty Clams taking the L against Team Cough Daddy. Team Cough Daddy now 2-1 and one as Team Cough Daddy. So obviously the name change having some effect on his playing style. A 95-90 to 90 win. If you had unders in this matchup, you'd be just rich as a dog. Um, but... Ultimately, a huge grinded out win for Kofte. He needed it to move to four and six. Ethan's Krusty Clam, or Holman's Krusty Clam, I should say, now three and seven, taking three L's in a row. Looking, you know, with Derrick Henry going down, not looking good for Holman down the stretch. Gonna need to have one last, uh, one last winning streak if he's gonna make the playoffs uh, to keep his playoff thickener streak alive. Uh, which takes us to the power rankings, the end of week ten, start of week eleven power rankings. Uh, and we're again, uh, actually, we're going to start at the bottom this time. Uh, a lot of shakeup throughout, so we're going to start at the bottom. At number 10, we all know who it is, the Holman's Krusty Clab. Uh, it was at 10 last week. Didn't get it done this week against Team Cough Daddy. Obviously, moving, more, not moving Holman down. Keeping Holman where he is at the bottom. He needs a win next week. Otherwise, it's curtains. Um, curtains. Curtains. At number 9, we have Mr. Mike Nasser uh, falling another spot. Uh, from number eight, uh, he just wasn't able to get it done again this week. He needed a win. He needed wins the last two weeks. Wasn't able to get it. Moving to three and seven, ultimately moving him and Holman on way outside looking in. Need wins next couple weeks. And number eight, we have Team Cough Daddy. Keep you know climbing that ladder. He's been at you know number nine, number ten a lot this year, but getting a couple wins now. He's at four and six. He's making that last push. Uh, he's now at number eight uh, above the three and seven squads. Uh, so watch out for Team Cough Daddy trying to get a huge win next week. Uh, at number seven, we have the Saloons dropping from number five to number seven. A lot of flack about the leap in power rankings last week for, for Mr. Riddle. Um, ultimately moving down two more spots, not being able to get to five and five. At number six, at the last play, the last playoff spot, we have Mr. Dan Fernando, Vegas son, Nick Postuovic. Uh, moving up one spot into the playoffs after beating the Saloons last week with a much-needed win. Um, a lot can change in this little, you know, seven, eight through f- five range, um, but ultimately it is ticket at six. 
At number five, we have Mr. Nick Fernando moving back into the playoff mix. Um, you know, four and five last week, moving to five and five this week. Uh, he actually, I I changed it. He was in the playoff mix last week, uh, but I moved him down just because of the head to head. But he does have more points for than me, so he would have been in the playoffs. Um, but huge win for Nato, moving to five and five, looking to keep it up. And number four. We have about that action. Dropping a couple spots this week. Lost a huge matchup to Coon. They're both still 6-4, and four, sitting good. Uh, but, you know, that, that's that range where you need a one more, two more wins to secure yourself uh, a Fickner appearance. Uh, so we will see if about that action can finish strong. Huge matchup this week with yours truly. So we'll see how that, you know, what happens there. And number three, we have Big Sam himself moving to that three spot, uh, taking on about that action last week. You know, ultimately getting the flip-flop. You know, more points for... Uh, huge, you know, co- convincing win for Big Sam. Uh, and number two, we actually have moving up Mr. Matthew Kleinhans. Now, I know he's coming off a loss, um, but him and Boyd, the only 7-3 and three teams uh, around right now. And yes, Kleinhans went from 7-2 to 7-3. Ultimately, with the amount of losing that happened in the top, Kleinhans is getting that number two spot at 7-3. and three. Uh, As he said, he's like the Tom Thibodeau Bulls, baby. He's that regular season guy, uh, plays, you know, Grinds out a lot of wins, but ultimately gets winning done. So we will see how he ends up. And number one, we already talked about it. Mr. Luke Boyd uh, getting it done again last week. Uh, you know, Moving to 7-3 and three at top of the world right now. We will see if he stays for the weeks to come. For the matchups next week, week 11 matchups. Let's get right into it. Uh, we have Big Sam taking on Team... Cough Daddy, a uh, huge matchup here, both needing a dub. Cough Daddy more than uh, Big Sam, which is why I'm taking Cough Daddy at home. They're, 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 they're plus money at home. You can't you can't bet against, you know, Cough being underdog at home, plus 130. We're taking Team Cough Daddy in this, moving to 5-6, and six, um, trying to find his way into the playoffs next week. Um, the Commissioner taking on Dan Fernandez, Vegas' son. This could be a trap game for the commissioner. Vegas hot right now. Chiefs are going to be playing Dallas. That means a lot of passing for Mahomes and Hill. I'm taking Dan for now as Vegas son. Another, uh, actually, kind of a it's like a slight favorite here. Uh, minus one fifteen for Dan Fernando. So we're taking ticket here at home. I don't, you know, I'm the commissioners are due for a loss. They won three in a row. I like big ticket at home here. The Conundrums, taking on McGee's Human Centipede. McGee's desperate for a win. Again, I'm taking McGee's at home. I'm liking the home guys this week. Uh, favorites at home, minus 120. With the, with the offense that McGee's can have, it's a dangerous team to play at home. You know, the Conundrums struggle to score points, so will be a battle for the Conundrums. I think McGee, desperate for a win, gets it done. Uh, the Krusty Clams, Ethan Holman, taking on Minneapolis Mike Caputo's. I love MMC here, another home another home favorite. I don't see the Clams getting it done without Derrick Henry. Minneapolis loves to lose two wins, too. They've won one in a row, which means they got to win one more. Um, and then we got the last matchup here, the matchup of the week here. About that action, taking on Sue Coon Saloon. The Saloons desperately need him to win. You don't want to go to 4-7 in this league. You don't want to go to 4-7. and seven. Uh, Currently staying 4-6. and six. About that action, 6-4. and four. Saloons are home. It's at a pick 'em. We're taking the saloons. We're right. We've we've been riding them all year. Um, it's it's their time. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Fans are going to be going crazy. It's head to head matchup. Lamar against Lamar. It's what we've all been waiting for. I'm taking the saloons in a buzzer beater. 
That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Big weekend of college basketball. A lot of little, you know, little tourneys on late. We got football Sunday. This is where the sports start getting juicy around Thanksgiving time. That's why I said Thanksgiving tournaments next week. Things are starting to heat up. Um, it's it's chilly outside, so grab a blanket, sit by the fire, drink some cider, watch some hoops, watch some football. You can't get better than that. I love you guys. I will see you guys next week. Real daddy, gotta go play with his new dog.